Hey everybody, before we get started, I wanted to bring your attention to uh, my best friend Dan has a cat named Skeeter who has FIP, um, which is a, a very uh, uh, upsetting disease for your cat to have. And he's trying to raise money for the exper experimental drugs for it that are quite expensive. Um, so if you go to bit.ly forward slash save Skeeter, that's bit.ly forward slash S-A-V-E-S-K-E-E-T-E-R, you can help raise money um, to, for them to pay for their cat's medicine uh, to keep uh, keep her alive. So um, it would really mean a great deal to me if you did that. So please check that out, bit.ly forward slash save Skeeter. And now on with the show. I'm Jason Klom, and this is Comedy on Vinyl. Year is 2021. The album Strong Bad sings and other type hits. The artist uh, Strong Bad. That's the character anyway. My guest this week, Alex Salem. Hi, Alex Salem. Uh, hi, Jason Klum. So let's start here. Why did you pick this record? And maybe explain to people what Strong Bad is, what Homestar Runner is if they're not, if they're older. I'd be happy to. Well, if they're younger. Yeah, younger honest, too. Honestly, right. at this point, it's like a. It, it, it has gone the way of uh, millennials and older. Yeah. Um, uh, I will absolutely do that, Jason. May I ask real quick, though, how like just how familiar are or were you with Homestar Runner? I was introduced to Homestar Runner right around the time it started being a thing in the early, very early 2000s, because they started like first off, I think, January 2000. Um, and it was I didn't get it. I still don't get it. I don't judge it because I, I can tell that there's something that's just missing in my brain to make me appreciate it on the level everybody else does. So, and many people, it, this was the period when you would try and spread the stuff around and be like, hey, check this out. This is the funniest thing in the world. I'm like, I get it almost. And it never quite struck the same chord with me that it did everybody else. So, but I'm familiar enough that I know I've seen a bunch of their early, like the emails and stuff, you know, the more popular videos that they did. That's a really shitty feeling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is wrong with my brain that everybody gets this thing and so yeah. you assume it's a thing you don't get right. i don't think that's true i mean like, it may I, not be true but i'm being more open-minded than i was say when we had james urbaniak on here and he picked martin mall and i started out antagonistically saying please explain yourself i don't get any of this um i'm trying to be maybe more gentle this time around instead although it was funny to to I but, like how you use the kid gloves with me, but you let Urbaniak <laughs> have it full force. He's doing like he fine. can take it. Yeah, he's doing okay. But he's I'm Dr. very Venture. sensitive, Jason. You're right. you're you're a, a kind human being. I so is James Urbaniak, but I'm just saying. Um, I I personally would have done it the other way around. Um, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, Salem? Why do you like this shit? <laughs> Whereas I'll, my well, wife I'll was, tell you why. as I'm playing it, my wife is like giggling and laughing at it and enjoying it because she gets it. Like it's her because it's, it's delightful. It's fucking delightful, and you're wrong, Jason. That's fair. No. That's but perfectly like, fair. Okay, I, I'm confused. I was yes. I'm confused. Like every single thing about this. Like, do you like they mm -hmm. might be giants? Yeah, love they might be. They giants. have worked the, the the brothers Chaps heretofore yes. referred to as the brothers Chaps. Two mm -hmm. gentlemen. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt and Mike Chapman created and ran pretty much the entire yes. thing known as HomestarRunner.com. It mm -hmm. actually began with a children's book. They, wrote, they, they tried to like write it as a legitimate like mm -hmm. children's book. 
1996, I believe, okay. is like the sort of the dawn of it. And mm -hmm. then in the late 90s, got into this thing called flash animation, which sure. to this day I still don't understand. But it worked really good in the internet of the of the early 2000s. Yes. And then by, um, what was that, a year or two ago, Flash Flash was like not only had it been obsolete for years, it was officially dead, closed dead, or dead. however that yeah. works. Mm -hmm. And they've, for the most part, gotten as much as they can of their catalog onto YouTube. But for those who don't know, it began with like a couple of cartoons here and there. Like it started with a kid's book where it's like, it's it's this wonderful like nameless kind of timeless little space. And the main character is just a, a dude, like you're introduced to him. This is the Homestar Runner. He's a terrific athlete. And he's just this like cartoon figure of a guy with a baseball cap and a red shirt with a white star on it. And then you meet his nemesis, who is some guy called Strong Bad, who is just mm -hmm. like a dude in black pants and no shirt and a wrestling mask, and he wears red boxing gloves. <laughs> and then there's like characters that pop up around that. And then when they started making the Flash animation, they pretty much immediately dropped that sort of like uh, classic children's book tone that they probably were originally going for when they created it. And everything took on this, all of this, like not exactly sarcasm, kind of dry humor, but definitely what we would call quality 2000s alt comedy. And sure. it wasn't being produced by anything mainstream. It was just produced by these two guys. And it just existed on this website. And this website never, ever had ads. In fact, like I would hear a story or two that like over the years, uh, I think the the Chapman brothers eventually did go on to um, uh, work in television writing or something, mm -hmm. but like people would approach them with like, "Hey, let's do a Homestar Runner show or you know a film," whatever, and they just they never ran ads and they never took the development deal. All mm -hmm. they did was keep making the stuff. They would make at least one cartoon a week during mm -hmm. their heyday from approximately. 2002, 2003 till about 2008 or nine, I want to say, mm -hmm. and um, or maybe I have that wrong. Uh, more like 98 to like 07, and mm -hmm. um, they would they would almost publish one video every week, one cartoon, uh, and then um, the way that like the sort of world of Homestar Runner would build would be off of like random kind of associations, like entire characters might be created based on a joke and then those characters would stick around and recur again and again so you'd be rewarded for sticking with it every single thing existed on its own and somehow they they achieved this this fun tone and credibility is like underground and cool and funny while also being entirely pg like sure yeah a whole joke about how like like Strong Bad says, holy crap all the time, but that is literally the most profanity ever said. There's like one or two jokes where like years later I've thought back and I'm like, oh, that's an innuendo. But really, sure. like they, they, they maintained a tone of um, incredulity while being completely uh, clean, which mm -hmm. is incredibly impressive. Um, and the, the main thing that was, um, became like the, what you tuned in for, they even joke about it. There's like a, an intro cartoon, right? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, where Homestar can't. They're right. They introduce the website, and then Strong Bad takes over eventually. And his line is, "You don't know it yet, but I'm the reason you're here." And it it, it is like mm -hmm. um, Strong Bad and Homestar are a uh, Bugs and Daffy. They are a um, uh, Mickey and Donald, maybe like. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. I had one better. 
I had one of the better. But uh, Bugs and Daffy's pretty good. Like there's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there's like often an adversarial thing, but it's like harmless adversarial and like they're sort of clever and witty in different ways. Um, but just their, their dynamic. But anyway, long story short, they started a series where Strong Bad would answer emails that people would genuinely send to them. Mm-hmm. And then it became a thing where they would advertise like you can email Strong Bad directly, who's a character. And by the way, there's like 10 main characters, all voiced <laughs> by Matt Chapman. Right. Mike right. Chapman voiced like one of them maybe and like um a woman named missy i forget her last name voices one other character and then they sort of come up with this joke kind of world within the world at one point that they revisit a few times where Mm -hmm. um uh mike voices all the characters in like a bizarro world but other than that like two guys write and edit and create the whole thing and one guy voices uh, one of those guys voices everything mm-hmm. uh so that is the world and then in 2003 after hitting this hard for a few years and this had already grown into something different and so much fun to return to every week they finally uh released an album called strong bad sings and other type hits mm-hmm. which for my money a reason it's one of my favorites stuck with me over the years. I love listening to it and I chose it. Honestly, when did you start comedy on vinyl, Jason? 2011. Yeah, I knew you by then. And when you told me about this, mm-hmm. the, the podcast originally, you're like, here's what we're going to do. I immediately knew. I was like, okay, someday I want to talk about this specific album because mm-hmm. this is the comedy album that I think is noteworthy is the best means the mm-hmm. most to me is the most fun is a very very impressive we're going to talk a lot about genre and mm-hmm. parody mm-hmm. uh is a very impressive um whole kind of like uh ape on so many different fun things uh and is is just it's just like it, i can't think of almost that many too many other things at all that exist like this thing exists and it just makes me smile Mm-hmm. that it exists and i was waiting until like some time ago i finally saw they had released a limited like a a, a fun more unique type of pressing on vinyl mm-hmm. i listened to it on a burn cd uh, sure. for years it came out originally 2003 oh, uh, mm-hmm. but now there is a like a cool vinyl pressing so now so i hit you up because now we can genuinely talk about it yes on the show yes it's fair i will say i love the cover Covers very good of this new release, which came out in February of this year. Um, the cover is fantastic. It's very metal. Let it's, me let me let me find it here because metal metal. I can share it if you metal. like. Oh, can you just do that? Yeah, I just share my little screen here. Wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! Can you see it? Am I on? That's you're right. on this screen. Okay, good. Oh, that's all right. See, so, that's McConaughey meets um. Oh, okay. Yes, mm-hmm. the cover is a character. Like it's it's like a version of Strong Bad. Yeah, Strong Bad sp- primarily, but sometimes all of the characters get like different versions of themselves, and it's it's hard to find a um, comparison to this. But it but it it, it does exist. Like mm-hmm. in in like long running cartoons, there's like a, oh like sometimes we play in a different genre or there's a different version. Sure, kind of of the whole world. For like a fun little jaunt outside of the thing and and uh this this um this looks like like strong bad as we know him if he were a character on the cover of a meatloaf album <laughs> mm-hmm. 
He's got wings. He's got he's got dragon wings that'll come into play. He's still got his boxing gloves, but on one hand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> do you want to describe the rest of it? He has three arms total um, and leopard, uh, sorry, zebra striped uh, tight pants. Uh, one of the arms is a, an alien or, or a lizardy weird green arm. The other one is a robot arm with a sort of lightsaber in it. That is a sort of lightsaber. That is like a jagged lightsaber. Mm-hmm. The guitar has an eyeball on it that uh, I'm, we can assume might be a real eyeball. And um, <laughs> sort of a other... space... It, oh, and the, the, the planet he's standing on is splitting down the middle, probably because of rock and roll. The... <laughs> I'm assuming. Uh, and uh, my sources cannot confirm this at this time, but we suspect... <laughs> Mary, that it is because of rock and ro- and or roll. Uh, back over to you at the desk. Uh, <laughs> also, in the other hand, like one one of them has a boxing glove on, mm-hmm. is a microphone, and the microphone is oh, yes. also an eyeball. Also an eyeball. How did I miss that? It's very good. Um, already like multiple things here. In addition to just being metal, like I guess I'm looking at the zebra pants. Mm-hmm. Do like fit into not just the style but like at least one specific reference mm-hmm. to what I feel is going on in the album let's um yeah um well, and then and then yeah let's go through a few yeah and then can you describe the back cover please sure the back is um seemingly the reverse image of exactly what we just saw except there's an audience of skulls in front of him looks like look to be skulls like he's playing to skulls can you deduce Jason in the in the pantheon of comedy albums on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, they cannot have been the first to do this gag. I mean, right. like I like the way they're doing it. But yeah, I can't imagine they're pretending they invented this gag. It is a lovely gag, regardless. It is, it do you know? Great. Do you know other examples of this gag? I don't. I'm curious if you do. This gag exists in a movie somewhere that I can't remember. It's a painting. There's a painting situation. It's either airplane or something else like it, but I can't oh, think of a yeah. comedy album that does this. It's the same painting move from the uh huh yeah view. But I don't off the top of my head. No, I can't think of a comedy album that does this, and I like it. It is a solid gag. And also, and there's a the... shine coming off of his ass. It should be pointed out. It's a very <laughs> tight ass, and there's a shine coming off of his the, tight the, ass. There's all this on the front cover. There's all this light pointing at him and from mm-hmm. the back view you can still see some of the light up top like mm-hmm. on his face at the lightsaber and then like it's all dim around him from the back view except there's a glimmer on his ass mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i can see looking at the track listing here on the vinyl back cover that it's the same damn track listing as the cd like like there mm-hmm. wasn't anything necessarily added let's see which is any which is impressive that they that they got everything onto a side A and a side B because mm-hmm. some of these songs and we'll get to this are wicked short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at some of the insert art, um, which is also very good. Okay, this uh, is this is um, this is the same type of strong bad we see on the front, but with only two arms, and it's more of a mythical strong bad with like you know spiked armor though he's still shirtless the mm-hmm. lightsaber is now a full-on sword but he's still holding a microphone mm-hmm. and a boxing glove i imagine it's like like this is an alt this is maybe was an alt for the yeah cover. and then there's and he's like he's like facing off against a dragon like a uh, you know this art style of a trogdor character type of dragon 
except the, the dragon's tongue is um, a guitar fretboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this. There's a lot going on. Uh, what is the, I can't tell what this this it's got tentacles. This dragon also has tentacles seemingly. And I don't know what else. Oh, oh, oh wait, is that those are like knobs, like musical like knob dials of some kind are part of the the outside of the dragon. Okay. So the dragon the dragon is kind of a good Oh, no, those aren't suction cups. What am I thinking? Those are those are um what those do you are, call them? Those are yeah frets thank you no, that's the no no not what's frets. the Sorry. fucking word no what's the the str- at the, the end of a guitar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pegs that you turn to tighten yep, or loosen those things strings. someone's screaming at their at their whatever people listen to the podcasts on now and then um, it's like is the dragon's neck a melted clock that's what it looked like to me at first but i'm like maybe it's got to be something more guitar related but that's exactly what it looks like is the melt like a dolly clock of some kind it could be yeah um then we've got the other wait, the wait, opposite wait, wait. Go side. Back, go back yes, sure. Quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back real quick. What is? Can you tell it like it's depicting any time on the clock? I can't. That's why I can't be sure okay. if it is a clock. Because it's midnight. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, no, I, mm. no, I can't mm-hmm. tell. If okay. it was, though, that's the only explanation I could think. Of. Right. 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 Next slide, please. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> okay. So this is produced by the brothers Chaps, which is how they are known. Mm-hmm. And Y O U. That tells me that they kickstarted this. Oh, uh-huh. It has a lot of um, sort of uh, sample art, possibly, what, or at least looks like these are, these are uh, little sketches. These these are like the style in which like strong bad draws, and you've seen strong bad draw random what have you mm-hmm. on more than one occasion. It's not something he does often, but when he does do it, it has led to some of the most notable characters in the entire uh, Homestar Homes Homestar universe. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, that's exactly where Trogdor and the Teen Girl Squad come from. Okay, and one or both of them are arguably like more well known internet wise than maybe Strong Bad himself is. Interesting. Like I think over here, this is a good example. Okay, so th- what does the cheat say? It just says. I don't know what this. Squint your eyes at these credits. They turn into cool stuff. That's a that's sort of a little drawing of Strong Bad saying mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And then below, it says like a UFO leveling a major city, and that's what it looks like is drawn. And then next to it is, or like a really swank desk lamp, and that's and that's what's drawn. And it's like, it looks like the same thing, but <laughs> but they made one. They made them look like how they're described and it's it reminds me of what's on the front cover mm-hmm. it's very good so these examples of introducing concepts and then variations on them this mm-hmm. will come back later jason yes good do we have any what else is in here oh, okay we got the some all right some liner notes that look like they're printed on Let's, i haven't now i haven't reviewed this yet so so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. may i yes please Strong Bad's musical talents exist at the crossroads of Croc. <laughs> Can you hear the plane in the in the background? A little bit, but who gives a shit? Oh, guys, it's, it's just a copter. Strong Bad's musical talents exist at the crossroads of a crockload of sonic tenacity, lyrical ascendancy, and melodic pretendency. 
These raw ingredients are melted down in the brain furnace of his mind and poured of your at high velocity out of his flesh-tangled mouth into the waiting vessel of your eager ears like melted cheese into that little meatball that happens when you microwave a single slice of bologna. That was Strong said talking into the mirror a few seconds ago. And then and then this is how he would he would set that up and then we go welcome thought listener to this vinyl release of strong bad sings if you're like me you've spent the last 17 years of your life trying to get the original cd release to play on your turntable ruining needles wrecking the disc and spending many fruitless hours on the phone with audio technica customer support I even tried spray painting the CD black and cut a bigger hole in the middle with a jigsaw so it looked like a seven inch. It still didn't play and actually made sparks this time. But I was able to sell it to Strongsad for 23 bucks when I wrote the UK import on it. <laughs> the point is, this version of the album will actually work on your record player. Also, Limousine is on it. Twice and Tarantula. Definitely subwoof your tweeters when those tracks come on. I was kind of hoping Coach Z and Marzipan songs would get cut from this release, but they're still on here. But it's mostly all me, and that means this record is full of train droppers. Know what I'm saying? So get a super long extension cord, put your record player in your car, roll down the windows, and crank this here opus while you drive around the cul-de-sac until the neighbors call the cops. How do I make number one jams with boxing gloves on? Drop the needle, thought listener, and find out. Ah. <laughs> and this is printed on dot matrix paper, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is indicative of like the, the, the tag of every strong, bad email cartoon mm -hmm. would always end with like it started as like they went through the years of doing strong, bad emails, mm -hmm. strong, bad's computer and the tech around it would evolve with the times. So mm -hmm. it started with like, you know, like a DOS computer on dot matrix printer and eventually got to like, you know like a nice laptop like a macbook mm. kind of thing uh and then by then they would only post very very infrequently and then they would joke about that but here there's the dot matrix one how and then he was always asked how do you type with boxing gloves on mm -hmm. because he's mm -hmm. always sitting at his computer typing and answering emails while wearing boxing gloves so the the recurring question of that became a joke and then oh i love it there's a little there's a little asterisk then with a footnote that says, Strong Bad is not responsible for any damage to this record, your turntable, your car, your neighbors as a result of taking this advice. <laughs> I love it. I like I, I do like the attention to detail in this kind of thing. This is this is a big fan service record, which I cannot cannot argue with. It will not. Refuse to. Man, this One art is great. This great is fantastic. This art is great. This great is fantastic. That's what I just about said. This really art like is this great. Art. This great, this great is, is fantastic. fantastic. This great is fantastic. The fantastic is art. <laughs> wait, this is side A. What am I? This wait. art is great. This great is fantastic. This is close. That's just this a close is, up. Yeah, this is a close up on the. So it's like, it's, it's the same style as the front cover, mm -hmm. with like a cool like, sort of like um. What's what's like dye art, like like like, mm -hmm. like album, like vinyl, like vinyl art kind of thing, like red and black. Yeah, like a meatloaf metal record kind of thing with like a demonic looking strong bad esque figure 
you know, like mm-hmm. Strong Bad meets like you know Dope. an orc you'd see in a Magic the Gathering card or something like that. Playing and it's cool epic. Looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and then this is this like it, like that like the first one's good on its own. Sure. Now describe this to me, Jason. Sure. This is a uh, hand drawn, uh, supposedly on notebook paper. The same, roughly the same art, but uh, much more childish. Clearly drawn by Strong Bad, and then with a little post-it that says, "Hey, art guy, I don't know something like this." Strong Bad. It's great. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It's and then, like good. it's 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 the world. It indicates like what they're like like what they're doing with an album. One of my favorite. Mm-hmm descriptions of satire or the evolution of satire was John Stewart talking about, do you remember the rally to restore sanity? Yeah. I don't even remember what the hell the original one was. It was 2010. And I think Glenn Beck, Glenn yep. Beck and company were having a rally Yeah. called like the rally to blah, blah, something, something. This was 2010. So this was the height of what was then called the tea party mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. was, you know, one step in, um, well, let's not go, you know, <laughs> Without going all into that, but it was, let's just say it was very early into the Obama years and it was mm-hmm. that era's version of a different group of people responding to... White supremacists. <laughs> I mean... I, I don't a care. Lot of, a lot of people were definitely upset about it. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. F&A, Cotton. Um, no, you're... Yeah, <laughs> fucking A. Um, and um, John Stewart was saying when they heard about this rally... And like they, him and Colbert, like you know, this was way pre pre late show. Let uh, Colbert and mm-hmm. Stewart was like still on like the big upswing. He was just like leading to like his peak. Like I think he was like just getting into like when like after several years of like building the Daily Show, not just up into like a really funny respected comedy institution, but a respected political institution. Sure. And he talked about the rally, and he was like, "What a great." format for what we do and i really like that description because it's like he's saying what we do is always the same like mm-hmm. we the, like the our style of sort of parody but but comedy but but mm-hmm. you know point, shining a light on something making a point using the laugh and i feel like that's what like you know these guys did like they do their like weekly cartoons but mm-hmm. like what I love most about this album is they essentially, they did that. They're like, what if in this world, what would, what would the hit album be? And that's, mm-hmm. that's what this is. Yeah. No, this is perfect presentation for exactly what is on this record. Yes. It is like, it is perfectly, it is pompous. With enough peaks uh, at what the actual character is and who the ca- who who the hell is I talking about recently? I don't know, but it it makes me think of Steve Martin because uh, you know or or older records that would again like you're saying present the world present like an artifact from the world, but a little peek behind like the pomposity that is making it happen because the main character is a fucking nut bar. You know, I I I like these things. This is it's this is a really well put together record. If if this were like again, I don't hate it or anything, but if this were my thing, I would absolutely glom onto this as a I want the record. I just for just so that it is clear, I want this record. It's gorgeous. I really do want this one. I think you would you would dig you owning this Holy you shit. One for sale from one hundred and fifty dollars. So um those going for a bit of a high price. That is, I can't, I, 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 
would support somebody paying that. Mm -hmm. I won't pay that. Right. I don't know right. for certain if it's worth that, but I would support somebody paying that. Mm -hmm. um, roughly, by your estimation, Jason. Yes, sir. Out of all of the comedy on vinyl albums, I would say there's a lot. Like, there's there's some albums that have, they might have a musical thing here or there. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about that. They might even have a full-on song. But a lot of comedy album is, for the most part, spoken word. And not necessarily, mm -hmm. but there's a lot like that. Sure, I'm sure. curious, out of, like, let's say the albums that you've covered on the breadth mm -hmm. of this podcast, what percentage of them are pretty much entirely music or comedy music? I mean, it's mostly just when we've talked about Weird Al. I know there are exceptions here and there, but it's mostly... Like, it's just, if you talk about Weird Al, that's obviously what you've signed up for, um, which is, it's a fair, fairly high <laughs> Weird Al, once I, once I listen to the, re-listen to this whole album, Weird mm -hmm. Al is exactly the next thing Spotify gave me. Yeah, like, of wow, course. If you don't do anything, mm -hmm. they'll keep mm -hmm. shit so you keep using their product. Yeah. Sure. I got Saga Begins. It was pretty nice. It was fun. Nice. I mean, that's good. I love his, the long songs are a particular love of mine. And although I'm a big fan of the deeper cuts, but I, the long songs are always good. And that's a fun one. Then it rolled right into some uh, Birdhouse in Your Soul. Free sure. collaborators, they, they might be giants. We have talked about They Might Be Giants once on the podcast, too, um, with the with an eye towards just the funny parts of it. I think we talked about, yeah, we did. We talked about Bare Naked Ladies once with DC Pearson. Again, not strictly music or comedy, but definitely funny. Definitely music. Yes, most definitely. And, definite, music. and definitely funny. They they have solid stuff on there. That's beautiful. DC Pearson picked that? Mm-hmm. I mm -hmm. love that. Yeah, it was a good um, choice. Yeah. Um we could we could we could even say all the above. DC, TMBG, BNL, sure. Friends of the Pod. Friends, Friends of the, of the pod. pod, yeah, definitely. Most most definitely. Big time. Mm-hmm. Former guests. <laughs> they might be giants. I would I, I would shit myself. That would be uh don't, I don't even know what they whether think. former guests or not. Definitely, friend of the pod. Sure, definitely, most, most definitely. Um, so let's Do okay. So these album too. Mm -hmm, we should. The, the, these uh, I didn't realize that this song or this album had originally been released, as you say, on CD in two thousand fucking three. I didn't. I didn't even look. So that's fantastic. The original cover is only. Uh, it only is roughly hand drawn looking on. Uh, lined paper. Is it a similar type of image? Why don't I share my screen again like a smart person would do? How's that sound? Okay, so these are smaller images so as a heads up. So it is this, which I love, uh, okay. which is what you find if you go on YouTube, which is how I fortunately got to listen to it. And I love that, that. I don't know if they they continue this as the as the album the, the record label, but mm -hmm. but there's like a note in the bottom right corner that says cheap as free as if that was the label and cheap okay. as free recurs in the um in the home star universe as mm -hmm. the um also the company that created uh the cheap commandos playsets and toys okay uh, which is like 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 part of like an offshoot of the world created by uh, one joke like 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 you know like a variation on genre like they make one joke about like a 
the cheat doing a commando thing. The, the cheat being the, and I guess next or whenever you want, I'll go into all the characters. But sure, sure, sure. Cheat being um, sort of like a cross between Strong Bad's like sidekick and like, and like mostly his best friend. Um, but he's also an animal who like, um, it's like it's like Kenny. Like mm-hmm. when he talks, like Strong Bad knows what he's saying, but we only hear. Okay. Okay. And he's and he's depicted as in more of an animal or pet in the way that um, none of the other characters really are. Okay. Um, but like one time, like they're doing some sort of uh, um, mission secret ops type of silly adventure for like two minutes in a random ass uh, cartoon. And, and strong bad goes like, I'm not going to call you that. It's not a good commando name. <sighs> okay. Would you please hand me the whatever fire burnt? And so then, like, next thing you know, like, next week or three months later, here's a whole cartoon called Cheat Commandos. One mm-hmm. of the characters being fire burnt. And really, it's like, if it's another world with an entirely different animation style, mm-hmm. if there was like, a, a world where all the characters were whatever the same species the cheat is, okay and it was a gi joe parody Love so it. it's like a gi joe parody within the home star universe mm-hmm. and then after there's two cheat commandos cartoons then they exist in the world and you've got another one-off character about an actor who voices one of the cheat commandos and then you've got commercials for the play sets and toys as seen on the Cheat Commandos TV show. Um, so it's a tune out of a music video advertising a product that only exists in the fictional show that was spun off of one joke from these characters. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the best ways I can explain what the hell we're dealing with, Jason. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I mean, I like deep mythology. Um, uh, especially for something like this that knows that it's goofy and silly. I mean, you know, to build a deep mythology keeps people invested um, in the goofiest stuff. And I will not deny it's goofy and it is fun. So, I just, you know. You, you, wait, you will not deny go? it's goofy and fun. You just, no. what? Uh, oh, no. I was just going to say, I wish I had, I think there are points of reference I need. That's all. That's that's I what I'm here for. That's you what know I'm what I mean? For, and you're, you're helping. Through, you're flipping through the liner notes of the CD yeah. version. Which yes. Is, mm-hmm. Uh, technically, I might point out, should be saved for mm-hmm. an upcoming podcast called mm-hmm. Comedy on Compact Disc or sure. Cock D. But um... <laughs> welcome to Cock D. <laughs> welcome to Cock D. Um... <laughs> it's me in the place to be, Jason Klom. How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> oh my God! Can I tell you? I've been, I've thought about what would it be if I did continue this and not stick to the very limiting vinyl format. I stay very limiting. I still have hundreds of records I could still talk about. But exactly, um, um, It'd be comedy but... on cassette and just cock. <laughs> it's better than COV, which, by the way, you sent me like the the the, the, mm-hmm. the Zoom link, the subject mm-hmm. line. Today's date is 9:15. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, folks. You know, like, but um, so what I see is subject line bold letters C O V nine, and I'm like, oh, f- fuck, is this a COVID thing? All of my posts, by the way, Facebook has flagged since COVID became a thing. So this contains uh, data about COVID. It doesn't. It's just that every file ha- begins with C O V, and it must be embedded somewhere in there. And they know. Oh, yeah. Oh my me. God. 
Stop spreading misinformation about the <laughs> pandemic, Jason Klom. I'm CO, sorry. COVID-19 did not star <laughs> the introduction of Vaughn Meter. All right? <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, it's been, a, been an adventure. I've really, what we're getting at here, Salem, of anybody, I've had it the roughest during this whole pandemic. Oh, that's true. That is You know, true. it really, guys like me, uh... I'm being an asshole. Just well, you had to move to Detroit. I, did. I didn't have it that hard. That's true. Uh, to be fair, that was a pain in my absolute ass. But um, the but. Uh, truth, the um, so the CD liner notes you were just flipping through there, mm-hmm. they they point to other sort of. Were you a big Doug fan? I I liked Doug a lot. I don't remember a ton about it, but I did love it when it do, was. On. Do you remember like okay, so like. The show would be happening. The story would be happening. You'd be seeing mm-hmm. Doug in his life in school and with his friends and his family. Mm-hmm. And then he would, like, be off, like, imagining these, like, flights of fancy. Mm-hmm. There'd be whole sequences um, where he's, like, in, in, like, a daydream. And within that, there would be recurring characters. There would be his oh, version yeah. of James Bond, who mm-hmm. was called... Um, uh, Smash Adams, and it would be Doug, like dressed like James Bond, and mm-hmm. that kind of adventures. Then there would be, then there would be um, his, uh, then there would be his Indiana Jones uh, sort of alt- type alter ego. There mm-hmm. would be his Superman alter ego, who was called Quail Man, and then yes. Quail Man would become more and more of a real thing later on. And then mm-hmm. there would be his Steven Seagal version, <laughs> called literally called Waffle Stomper. And like I did not get this at the time, but the whole point was he like had a suit and like a ponytail, and like he had these really big ass boots. I uh-huh. don't. I still to this day have seen very little Steven Seagal movies, so I yeah. did not get a lot of that. But like, anyway, so there's there's that's one of the only, one of the only examples I can think of off the top of my head of mm-hmm. that's good what's though. going on here. So like, okay, those liner notes. You see one image. It's just a pair of aviator sunglasses sitting yeah. on a desk. That is like the, um, that's like the T because <laughs> like, okay. So he makes like a, an action hero alter ego called danger esque. And it's mm-hmm. not about him being an action hero. It's about the jokes are about how shitty the movie franchise about the character are the, okay. like, like the next movie is never going to come out, even though they keep teasing it. Mm-hmm. It starts with the sequel. Like it's it's shit like and then like when you actually watch it it's so low low budget even though it's all animated like they animated yeah. the characters filming it low budget love it um and uh, it's it's beautiful then you go past there's other bands like Tarantula and Limousine mm-hmm. those start from one joke where he's like you know these bands never um you know and they're always like misspelled so it's T-A-R-A-N-C-H-U-L-A or mm-hmm. L-I-M-O-Z-E-E-N. Like, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. But each one of them, them being two examples of many, become a very... Sp- and this this is, this is what's important about the, the record. This is what's significant about what they do. This is why I love it so much. As we go through today, Jason, we will count how many genres okay. are referenced or aped in this thing because almost each track represents a different genre because we're talking about specific genres instead of broad genres mm-hmm. like tarantula and limousine would mm-hmm. both have existed around the same time but 
they're each a different subgenre. Tarantula is definitely harder metal, like mm-hmm. Black Sabbath or harder, like just non something non mainstream. We're out of my expertise on that. But Limousine sure. is almost like beat for beat, like a Guns N' Roses or a Twisted Sister, like okay, a, like sure. '80s hair metal. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes you even see them. They they play the guys in Limousine in live action, and there's like a, a live action video within the cartoon, and they just have giant ass hair metal wigs and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and they go, and then they they kept doing it even after this album came out. And like one of them. There's a band called see like and see there's just no room for it on this album but there's a band in the universe later mm-hmm. called Sloshy which mm-hmm. is basically like um it's like part Weezer and part My Chemical Romance or something like that oh like my it's gosh. like like and, it, and it's the the whole point is it's like it's what like the character Strong Sad listens to mm-hmm. um but like it, it it very well represented like a mid two thousands actually you know what another My Chemical Romance or Weezer would be either of these. It very much represented a mid 2000s, very, very hipster indie rock kind of thing. Okay. Okay. So, like, they would they would have specificity to each one of those. Like, mm-hmm. the, as we go through the tracks now, um, some of them are by Strong Bad. Mm-hmm. Many of them are by other characters or other bands that right. may have only existed in the universe once. Yeah, but almost every single song on this album is all sung by the same human being, like right. in, in real production. Yeah, I mean that that's the one of the more impressive parts to me. Number one, yes, uh, very specific and well. This is very well produced. I don't want uh, the the intent of the setup of the record looking like we could be doing. It looks like it could be doing one of two things. One, make it look way better than it is by having this really great cover, and then subverting your expectations by also putting like the crappy hand drawn art that is supposed to look even shittier, like extra shitty. Makes you might makes you think, well, it's a comedy record, so these guys aren't going to be very good. That's not true. The music is very well produced. That's number one. That's one of the jokes. It's so good. So I appreciate that. Definitely. Um, this spe- again, the specifics. Uh, I, if you, you tell me what what all these subgenres are, because you're gonna, I know nothing about music. This has been established fully on the podcast, and uh, let's do it. All right, I'm gonna go track by track, and mm-hmm. by the end of this, see if we can find the door, your door, Jason, the Jason yes. door, uh huh, into the Homestar universe. Okay. Joseph Campbell writes that in Arthurian legend, the Mm -hmm. Knights of the Round Table each needed to find their own entrance point into the Great Forest because if you took a path that previously Mm -hmm. existed, that was somebody else's path. Therefore, we must find Jason's path. Wow. It's pretty deep. Actually, it was fun listening to this, bringing up some Spotify, because I learned that they actually released three volumes of the Homestar Runner original soundtrack in 2020. <laughs> oh I didn't God. know this. Like, <laughs> like I, I like I usually hear <laughs> it's the kind of thing where, like, if they have released anything in the last 10 years, because the last 10 years, like they've released a couple of things, but they're very, 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 very sporadic and they're not sure. really actively doing it. Um, but if they do something, it's the kind of thing where, like, a friend of mine will text me because they're like, oh, dude, did you see this? I saw this. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, so I didn't even know. Uh, but they like started releasing a bunch more of like their stuff from over the years 
just mm-hmm. last year. Okay. Opens with Trogdor. Opens strong. I would say this track, it's like the band Tarantula is playing it. It's like authentic metal. I wouldn't call it death metal, and I don't know any sure. other like metal genres. But I wouldn't call it like rock or hard rock. I'd call it metal. Mm-hmm. And like some things like this, like metal or like other genres, there might be an entire strong bad email somewhere where like he's saying like, oh, that's not how you do metal. This is how you do metal. You use a lot of words that start with D-E, like D-Laus. And D, like, like, and he'll like just get off on like a tear like that. But mm-hmm. he spends an entire email breaking down. Here's what a metal album is, or like, here's my my personal favorite. Is he is he um, breaks down three types, three genres of FM radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so he might do shit like that, and like that stuff might have already existed and is being referenced here. So Trogdor, it's it's sung by Strong Bad, and like half of it is like spoke talking, but like in right. a metal thing. Trogdor is probably the most iconic character to come from Homestar Runner. It, it, it is a response in a um, uh, a Strong Bad email. The Strong mm-hmm. Bad email is literally, Dear Strong Bad, how do you draw a dragon? And like then this email now exists where like he's walking you through like just a silly draw, like a like a spoof of a drawing class. Or like, <laughs> take my <laughs> take this, sign up for this easy course with my step by step instruction. Call the number at the bottom of your screen. Um, and then, like, you just see him, like, walk through. The, and the whole series of how to draw Trogdor, it's just ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. just this ridiculous dragon that's more like a serpent with bat wings and, like, a human beefcake arm for no, uh-huh. for no reason. Uh-huh. And then it goes into this song. Trogdor was a man, or he was a dragon man, or maybe he was just a dragon, but he was still Trogdor. The lyrics are beautiful. They're mm-hmm. always performed, though, with full sincerity of whatever genre sure. of the song. Yeah. Um, so it opens with Trogdor. Then it goes into the system is down. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize, what I forgot until re-listening, is the system is down is an acapella track. Right. The system is down came from another email where somebody was talking about techno music. So mm-hmm. then the, the cartoon goes... That's not techno music. I'll tell you. Let me let me tell you what techno music is. It's just some guy, and then he starts doing this. It goes like this: do 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 do, and then some other guy comes in like do 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 do, and then some crazy screaming guy comes in the background. Goes like and then they've got some sound bite from some 60s B movie that goes, "The system is down. The system is down." So this track is exactly that. Yeah, with full studio production, but still mm-hmm. all strong bad doing all of the noises a cappella. Oh, right. Yeah. But then like the words that come in are like douche, which exists in another cartoon, mm-hmm. or like and then like there's just a beat where he's like and dance revolution, like he just says revolution, like mm-hmm. nah, you're required to say revolution after you say the word dance. Sure, sure. On there, so <laughs> uh, the system, and then like it, it the 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 bass drops like in techno, and this is oh three. Mm-hmm. Um, the strong baddie national anthem is more impressive than I realized because mm-hmm. they open it with a full like scene of they're in a classroom mm-hmm. and then uh, he plays a character of a teacher trying to get the kids to shush up and sing the national anthem. Yeah, but he's still strong bad. And then but this is imagine a world where he's a teacher and then they sing the national anthem where um, 
the words are stream of consciousness about how awesome strong bad is right and um and population tire because that's uh that's part of the um it's, it's strong bad's backyard or whatever the yards or places are in their their thing is uh, mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a picture of a back google strong bad yeah you can share screen or not share screen or whatever but like, mm-hmm, like i just mm-hmm. like I'm hammering the point home a little bit better with a visual aid, but it's Oops. a picture of like a patio with a white picket fence and there's like a tire laying down. Yeah. And like leaning against a cinder block is a stop sign mm-hmm. that has been turned into say a strong badia. Yeah, I love it. This Perfect. is their these are these are their national anthem. Mm-hmm. Um uh Population time. Um, and each like like lyrically, it's beautiful, absurd comedy. The way mm-hmm. like it's a full song, and just one thought leads to another thought, but it is a song, which does remind me very much of say they might be giants, i.e., like Doctor Worm when he's like, sure. My favorite <laughs> one of my they might be giants things is Doctor Worm, where he's like. The line is just, I'll leave the front unlocked because I can't hear the doorbell. Like, <laughs> which is a thing just said by people in everyday conversations. Mm-hmm. But they've fit it into a full verse of a very up-tempo song. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, is, um, it's like, came from some storyline or something where Marzipan, like, the the one female character and the one character voiced by a different person mm-hmm. says um is while commenting on strong bad she says i really don't like him at all mm-hmm. uh and then the song is just how many times she says oh yeah yeah i really 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 don't like him at all that's it that's the whole song but mm-hmm. she's like okay and this is in the key of this uh and then she says okay ready to rock carol and carol is the name of her acoustic guitar so this is mm-hmm. this one is aping like um um sort of like earlier like i'm gonna say 90s chick rock is what i'm gonna say okay uh because it's midnight is um a limousine song it's not a tarantula mm-hmm. song it's a limousine song um heart of a lion wings of a bat because it's midnight G- gibberish <laughs> it doesn't mean shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's but like this exists just to be like this is what limousine sounds like sure in the second verse opens with like um like oh god what is what are the f- second verse it goes something something california west hollywood he's just mm-hmm. listing places in la which yeah. is a specific from a video about like oh eddie's songs are so very much of just saying words like woman and tonight and basically the name of any street in la <laughs> and, and then they do that and they did it again in here circles is one of my favorites it gives you a very specific vibe in a very specific place. It has, it is of no reference to mm-hmm. anything okay. existing in any previous cartoon that I have okay. ever found. All right. It just, it just is a, it's just, it's a funny idea they have that stands on its own. And it's, it's Strong Bad's like early jams. Like he's in a dorm room. Some guy is playing like a Kahan or like a shitty bongo or using something else for a bongo, you can hear that. You can hear people talking in the background. Mm-hmm. Some guy is just plucking on an acoustic and there's no real thing to it. Mm-hmm. Circles. She's spinning me around in circles again. Oh, that skinny blonde girl. Something about the ages. She took me to different. Then, like, the second verse comes in with, like, a real. And she goes, 
Okay, I'm just going to recite this. She took me to different places, like the university bookstore and the financial aid office. I had to borrow her parking pass, working on the night staff at the computer lab. I totally found out her screen name. Oh, that skinny blonde girl. And the circles and the ages and the ages. I didn't go to college in the 90s, Jason, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the speaker of those lyrics clearly did. Sure. Uh, There's no doubt about that. And I just keep laughing about it. Uh, let's get started on doing all those awesome things that I suggested. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just like a slow jam. Mm-hmm. And it's 45 seconds of him doing a talk down being like, yo, girl. And then he just it, like it, this could have been improvised. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Um, moving very slowly is funny because it involves very fast guitar riffing, but that is fast metal. I don't mm-hmm. know the word for that. There's, I mean, um, could it be speed metal? I don't know. I know that's a this, thing. If Trogdor is is like a tarantula song, but Strongbad mm-hmm. is singing it. Yeah, moving very slowly is a tarantula song. Period. Because the guy mm-hmm. singing it is not Strongbad, but like the more you listen to it, the more you're like. Oh, this is the same guy who voices Strong Bad, but right. it's, a, it's a different voice of a heavy metal vocalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean that's another thing. I also give him is his range um, was not what I expected. Lots of range. Lots of range. Uh, as evidenced by the next one, I couldn't pick up a more random transition than moving very slowly into the theme song to "Sweet Cup and Cakes." Mm-hmm. Um, very uh, uh, more famously, there's one um, strong bad email where the guy's like, "Do you ever watch any Japanese cartoons?" And strong bad paints what their world would look like if it was an anime, and it's a funny take on anime. Mm-hmm. This is just a random. Some guy writes, he's like, "Hey, do you ever see a crazy cartoon?" And like for whatever reason, they answer it, and he's just like. All right, I'll make a crazy cartoon. And then he just like riffs this like weird sort of da-da surrealist kind of thing called Sweet mm-hmm. Cup and Cakes. And the point is just everything's random. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and um, <laughs> one of the little like things in there, I just used to quote it all the time just, just because it was my favorite thing. Um, but uh, th- th- there was no theme song in the cartoon. Like, this is pre-adult, well, it's not pre-adult swim, but it's pre, like, it's right before Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wound up kind of looking like a lot of that stuff without any of the vulgarity. And mm-hmm. it's like, it, it doesn't exist as its own thing. It exists in, like, two references in the thing. Uh-huh. Um, I think I have a chance with this guy is silly. What if, uh, what's her face? One of the Teen Girl Squad members sings her own song. Mm-hmm. And they, they ape the setup by, like, it begins with a phone call. <laughs> she gets a phone call from a cured boy, which is all, the, you know, all that <laughs> they want. And this boy goes, oh, hi, is this What's-Her-Face? Yes, this is What's-Her-Face. <laughs> this is Paul. Oh, that's awesome. I have to sing a song now. And she hangs up to <laughs> sing the song. 45 <laughs> seconds. It's like it was meant to be is like um slow jam piano ballad maybe mm-hmm. uh, Night Mamas is another limousine song Sensitive to Bees I don't know if that's a, a genre that's like Marzipan doing a different 
folk song, but unlike yep. all the other ones, this one's calling it out rather than being a sincere version of whatever it's making fun of. This mm-hmm. is just Marzipan doing a thing and and Strong Bad just is giving her shit every other line and yep. it's funny in a different way and then it's also like the one of only two appearances of Homestar himself in it. Mm-hmm. You've got an ugly butt and a stupid butt. It's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. People's Try to Fade Me is probably the fan favorite. It's probably like if there was a most anticipated song on this highly awaited album, mm-hmm. it would have been that because it came from one random reference. Mm-hmm. They have a character named Coach Z who started back in when the Homestar Runner, like the Homestar Runner is introduced as this is the Homestar Runner. He's a terrific athlete mm-hmm. as an actual athlete in an actual competition well coach z was the coach who would actually do coach things mm-hmm. and he was he was noteworthy for his very thick minnesotan accent he's mm-hmm. the coach the coach z and then not even slowly pretty quickly his credibility as a coach became both non-existent and irrelevant mm-hmm. and he's just a guy who's there named coach z who speaks in a heavy minnesotan accent and talks mm-hmm. about the wu-tang clan all the time <laughs> so i don't know when the reference was but it was like mm-hmm. oh yes and coach z's long awaited hip-hop track and he goes like <laughs> and he just pops in he just goes these people's tried to fade me and then this is they just made that whole song yeah, yeah and yeah. there's okay. like Unlike all like braggadocious hip hop, mm-hmm. they clearly got like '90s hip hop on the brain when they're doing oh, yeah. this. This is like, it goes like, Coach Z, Coach Z's got money, but not much. Coach Z's got money, but not much. I could use a dollar. I could use a couple bucks. I'm so old school. One two one two. They tore the school down. One two one two. <laughs> just, I've been laughing about that line for 20 years because it's really good. <laughs> I uh, once wrote a paper in college where Mm -hmm. I quoted the following track, The Ladies in My Town All Know My Name. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite stanzas of poetry ever because it Mm -hmm. goes as follows. I am fairly great, and the ladies in my town all know my name. Except for this one girl. She thinks my name's Brian. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole song. It's 45 seconds of -hmm. a whole track. Um, Then there's the theme from Danger-esque 2 whole thing but it's it's very um um like one of the last lines is he's a private eye a crooked cop a secret agent and a celebrity pharmacist mm-hmm. which which goes to show you what all they're cramming into like the danger-esque thing i love it somebody told me and now i believe them it goes full-on bluegrass mm-hmm. i forgot about this one it's full-on <laughs> bluegrass for a moment just just to do more of like if there's one recurring theme in the whole album it's mm-hmm. strong bad telling you mm-hmm. that he is awesome right and cool mm-hmm. and great that's mm-hmm. it this time he does it in bluegrass then it goes into the cheat is not dead which did come from uh, uh its own tune like it was the the ending of a cartoon where they try and pull a caper to steal the answers to the daily jumble from Homestar, but uh, they mess it up and mm-hmm. Strong Bad gets mad at the cheat and then he can't find the cheat and then he's sad because what if the cheat is dead? Uh, so he sings, uh, I got mad at the cheat for screwing up the jumble caper. Mm-hmm. I hope I don't see his name in the paper in the obituaries because that would mean he's dead. 
that she's mm-hmm. not dead. And then it goes into like a full on choir. Uh, and my favorite part is when it's just doing full on church choir call and response. Mm-hmm. And like they're just saying like, oh, she's not dead. She's not dead. They're like, she is not dead. She is not dead. And he's just like calling out in between the chorus. Mm-hmm. And then randomly in the middle, he goes like, oh, let's go to the store. She is not dead. Oh, you like a receipt? Oh, she is not dead. You got the frozen food. She is not dead. That she's not dead. What was that about? But it's in there. And mm-hmm. then. Most importantly, the very last track, Everybody to the Limit Live, is making fun of albums themselves, as understood in 2003, by doing two specific things. Mm -hmm. One, making the last track live. Everybody to the Limit is a a music video that existed from another email where somebody signed the email with, like, a bunch of, like, gibberish, like, they just button mashed. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. And so he actually tries to pronounce what they say, and he creates a character called... Can I just say Fahugwa Gods? All right, look, Fahugwa Gods. And then Fahugwa Gods becomes the character addressed in this whole song. (laughs) What they did was they were like, they just threw that track in, but they put the sounds of a live concert underneath it. Right. Making fun of the fact that, oh, yeah, like sometimes an album's like, oh, we'll put a live track on at the end. (laughs) And then it's silent for two minutes, and then the secret song comes in. Sure which is another things that albums used to do when that was more important before digital. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the only other appearance of Homestar just having his Homestar minute of doing like a silly piano ballad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, can't always, go I loved having a secret song back then. That or, or the rare uh, rewind uh, on track one, and or it's in the negative. Yeah, no, the, like the negative space, uh, the negative time. If you rewind from track one, and it'll go backwards, and it is basically starts from negative three is where this song is. There are a lot of XTC uh, did that a couple of times. I'm not familiar with that at all. Wait, this is not on, as... on a cassette tape. No, 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 no. On on your CD, you go to track one, and then you hit rewind, and then it'll rewind to the negative. It's basically programmed to have negative time on track one. And you it, it'll always start playing from zero, but if you rewind, then you'll get to like negative three minutes or however long that song is. I didn't Not even know that, that was possible. I know. I didn't know that until years after I found that out it was even a thing. But yeah, I, I, that's not what I meant to say. My brain is fried, Salem. Um, yeah, no, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know that until much later than uh, I should have known is what I meant to say. Should so. bleh. I know about backmasking, but yeah. So sure. I counted some like I I think some of them can be a little bit more specific, like mm-hmm. what I feel like they're doing, but I'm gonna guess there's like seventeen specific genres. There's a lot. There's a lot. It's it's more than five. Somewhere between five and seventeen. Yeah. I feel like you walking me through this a helped me appreciate it. B does does against uh, what have would have been my better judgment an hour ago. Uh, does make me want to go back and watch some. So I'm gonna have to do that at some point. Maybe though, maybe I'll have to ask you for a catered list of ones to watch so that um, I might be I, able to do that. I dig into the ones that you know. 
Uh, I should also ask Dan, because Dan might have Dan been... Dan Gomillier? Dan Gomillier. Uh, there's also a good chance one of the reasons I didn't like this at the time was that we were also trying to break into the internet, and I might have been jealous. I wouldn't put it past me in my 20s. Would not put that past me. So there's, yes. that's a possible reason I didn't pay attention to I it. wouldn't put it past you in your 20s either. No, no, not at all. Um, uh, so, yeah, so, I, uh, so you've done that. I... I, I would not have wanted the task I set to you, which was explain uh, all these in-jokes to me, but you did a brilliant job, uh, genuinely, a great job. I have waited <laughs> 15, 20 years for somebody to just actually physically sit here for mm-hmm. a half hour while mm-hmm. I say all of that. Finally. It was great. It was great, and it gave me context. I it, it made me laugh then on reflection of what I heard. I'm like, oh, now that makes sense. So that was, you know, I I would normally ask somebody to explain why. Well, no, I can still ask you why. Why give this record a listen? Let's say for then, if you can walk somebody through who's a, a non fan or doesn't know who they are, and then if they are a fan, because this is obviously a fan service record. But why give this sucker a listen? Actually, it, let me stop you there. Favorite track, <laughs> favorite track first, and then and then okay. answer that question. Favorite track is I is probably Circles, followed by um, the ladies in my town all know my name. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, though, like like the top, like side A, you know, mm-hmm. like like going back to like Chalk Door, Systems Down, Strong Bad National Anthem. Uh, the, like like those, I'm like, oh, those are flagship songs. Those are mm-hmm. like. They were. They had some of the more like people would recognize them from just the internet stuff alone. Mm-hmm. Unlike a lot of these, which might either be a deep cut reference or they're not even a reference. It's it's an original thing that they sure. were filling the album with. So hell, maybe that's also what's happening with so many of those like one minute or less songs. Mm-hmm. They're making a joke about how an album is a couple of singles and then a bunch of filler. Mm-hmm. Like they, these guys clearly have listened to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. And they have something to say about what an album is here. Right. That's, that's you know, why, that's also the answer to your next question. Is that's, yes. why, that's why you listen to it. Um, also, um, I think these people try to fade me and everybody to the limit is, is, uh, is pretty impressive. Because, like, the, the song, like, a couple of the songs are like, let's just say something silly. Mm-hmm. Most of the songs are... Let's point out what's ridiculous about a genre or a mm. mechanism of the recording industry sure. by doing it and like full committing to a ridiculous version of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. That's 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 a that, in summation, you did a great job. Uh in summation. In summation. I'm over. Salem. Why don't you tell the good people where they can find you and uh, tell them what you have to promote, keeping in mind this might not come out for weeks upon weeks. Oh, it doesn't matter what time you listen to this. Uh, you can find me uh, 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 on twitch.tv slash shaman underscore Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, fulfilling and or servicing, if you're lucky, all of your shaman underscore needs. Mm-hmm. It's fair. That is fair. Um, this has been a delight. As usual, you've been Thank a delight you f- for coming on the show. Face Wait, how many times? Hey, how many times have you been on the show now? Hey. I have no idea. On the comedy on vinyl show, yes, with sir. Jason Klum, yes, sir. Um, I don't know. I was in. I did. You know, let's do this. You know what? There you go. In, if we're summating, if this mm-hmm. is the time, let's do this. 
The mm-hmm. first one I did was I went with you, yeah, to Paul Zaloom's house, which is like oh shit, that a was life the first time highlight wasn't it? for me, <laughs> like uh-huh. a life highlight. Not only did I get to meet Beekman, go to his house, he showed sure. us all of his cool subversive art and yeah. like explained, oh, so and we went to one of his puppet shows later. Yeah, and I understood what the, actually, actually the place I'm um, I'm house sitting in uh, as mm-hmm. we speak, they mm-hmm. have like a poster somewhere that like it's. It's a reference to Bread and Puppet Theater, which is where oh, yeah. uh, he uh, Zalum uh, cut his teeth. And mm-hmm. um, uh, not only that, but the album he chose was The Bad Rapping of the Marquis de Sade by Lord Buckley, which yeah. was my introduction to friggin' Lord Buckley, which was yeah. like, <laughs> holy heck. Uh-huh. Uh, I still listen to Lord Buckley sometimes. That was a that. lot to break down to get into it, but it, it oh, yeah, wonderful stuff. Um, me and Lieberman joined you and Urbaniac on mm-hmm. uh, on a self-serving uh, hundred. No, that was that was that was COV one hundred. Mm-hmm. And then I mm-hmm. did like C. I also did COV two hundred, maybe. No, you the oh. next one you were on, and the last one you were on was in twenty fifteen when we talked about the first, first family. family. That doesn't seem possible, but I do, guess we never did first family rides again, did we? No, we didn't. Have but you twenty fifteen? We did first family. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah part of me now feels like we need to listen to the other first family album it's probably garbage but you know but see, that was that was fun now i can appreciate mobituaries so much better knowing sure on like having listened to the album and understood mm-hmm. why von meter was uh so highly regarded oh i want to show you something speaking of that before i let you go i don't um, believe i was on any middle of this i think you're right i wasn't on any other cov just that's weird to me that you just those lovely I... stolen dress side casts those are yes. some of my favorites these um uh... I actually still need to cut episode 800. This is, this um, is an exclusive, folks. If yep. you listen to the Stolen Dress sidecasts, <laughs> mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. me. I am the voice of David <gasps> Strathairn. I didn't even know. Um, no, this... Uh, so you know that I own, like, 20 copies of The First Family. Yeah, and to be fair, who doesn't? That's fair. Um, it's a mental disorder. I own, like, three of your copies of The First Family. Oh, that's right. Um, I don't think my wife likes that I have this many of them. But um, I started trying to figure out what my art project is going to be with them. And I used my Cricut, which is a nice little craft cutter. Um, and I, I don't know if you can read that, what I cut into it and peeled away. Can you read what that says? <laughs> <laughs> that's step one. I don't know what's going to be behind the letters, but I have to carefully do that. <laughs> I had to. I'm friggin', I'm friggin George McFly <laughs> laughing in in the bad '85 at the beginning of a movie. Sure. Um, <laughs> you you somehow you've got these. Okay, you use your cricket machine. You've yeah. Got these little cutout letters, mm-hmm. or you've cut it out of the artwork. Out of itself. the record. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of the album cover on itself onto a back. So mm-hmm. what it looks like is the image of the cover of the album, The First Family. And inside, in the same font, mm-hmm. is just like the words, kind of like centered mm-hmm. in the frame. Well, Vaughn Meters fucked. I don't know what else I'm doing with it, but I, you know, I I just decided the other night I have to start work on this, or it's a terrible waste of space. Who, who was it? I th- I think it's actually in the obituaries. It wasn't the night Kennedy died. It was like mm-hmm. a night or two later. And mm-hmm. wasn't it Lenny Bruce? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so tasteless, but it is really, really, really too funny. Some people just know. Some people. Do. It reminds me of like, I was rewatching Chappelle. Uh huh. 
and like it would be like he releases like two specials at once on Netflix, like a one-two oh, punch. Right. And one of them was recorded like like it was pre-scheduled, but it happened to be taped like the week or like the second week mm-hmm. when like the Me Too movement had really just begun. Oh, okay. Was, like, right in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And like he's saying shit that at the time you're like, I don't know if this is, I, you might be going in the wrong. I don't know. And then like uh-huh. in hindsight, I'm like, I think he was just looking at it with a slightly longer lens. I, I don't know why the, the the Lenny Bruce comment reminds me of it. Like, yeah, at mm-hmm. the time we go like, ooh. Mm-hmm. But like, sure. here we are 60 years later talking about how cool that was. Yeah, right. But also a total dick move <laughs> at the same time. But it makes Lenny Bruce, ladies and gentlemen. Lenny Bruce. Um funny funny court transcripts uh i feel like i should at least um i don't know go listen to the dana jay's comedy hour podcast alex salem popped up there every once in a while listen to the news radio podcast you were on an episode of that i was i did the one one. i did the one where we did the reading of the um oh wait i did i did one in like season one and yeah you me on and jen and then i did and then I was I, I played I played Jimmy James in sure. the read through. I forget that I I keep forgetting that that's technically an episode of the show. But yeah, yeah, you were Jimmy James because there's nobody else I was going to allow to be Jimmy James. I, I gotta say, like, no. I gotta say, looking back through my memories, that was a big day, Dave. <laughs> so stupid. I love it so much. That's right. That's right. We've had that's the actual right. Jimmy James on the podcast. Stephen Root was on the show, and Alex Salem. So you know, that's a one-two punch right there. Um, Alex, it's thank a one you two again punch right there. for joining me. <laughs> we'll have to do this again. That's a one-two punch right there. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys for listening. And as always, have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. You can email us at podcast at comedyonvinyl.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Comedy on Vinyl on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Comedy on Vinyl, or find everything in one place at ComedyOnVinyl.com. A major portion of Comedy on Vinyl has been underwritten by Stand Up Records. Please visit StandUpRecords.com for all your comedy needs and tune in to the new Stand Up Records channel available on the Roku, where you can also find select episodes of this podcast. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15 plus years. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>